Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass with small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm really excited to announce my guest, Lee Shay McDonough. She's the author of Act on Your Business and the founder of Coach with Clarity. So thanks for joining me. Thanks, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, thanks. And thanks so much for sending me a copy of your book. I have not read the entire thing, but I have been going through different pieces and like some of them will like catch my attention and then I just read like a chapter. Um, It's amazing. Oh, thank you. And that's exactly how I designed it. I mean, certainly you can read the whole book, but I also wanted it to be really useful. So if there was just a chapter or just a section that really spoke to you, then, then that's what it's there for. Yeah. And it's just, um, it was really like eye opening. And I felt like when I'm reading some of the words, I'm just like, oh, she's like in my head. She knows exactly like (laughs) what's going on. So um, yay. Well, that's, that's about the highest compliment you could pay me. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. So yeah, we'll talk more about the book and I'll be sure to include it in the notes, but you know, the important part, you're drinking your champagne, right? That's, you know. Oh yes. Okay. I I have the bottle right here. I pulled out a really fancy champagne flute to go with it. So I am definitely enjoying it. Awesome. Yay. That makes me so happy. That's one of my favorite wineries. So I love sending their champagne. Um, so if they're listening, Gruet, you can sponsor. Oh. <laughs> yes. Gruet, I am going to be looking this up because this, I mean, it is so fresh and just delightful on a summer afternoon. It's perfect. Yay. Yeah. We actually like stumbled upon that winery. So we live in Oregon, but we're from Louisiana. So we drive back and forth a lot. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Um, <laughs> seems like a good idea until about halfway through the trip. But um, we ended up staying in like um, a Motel 6 and it was right next to their winery in Albuquerque. And we're like, oh my God, there's this awesome winery. So we walked right there and ever since I've been a huge fan and sending it all around. <laughs> that, what a great story. See, I mean, happy accident. That's perfect. Yeah. And now I, and I get to enjoy it now. So hey. even better. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive in. Like, um, I want to hear your story. how you got into it? You know, like just all of that, like what started it, like how long you've been doing it, all of that. All right. So um, I am a licensed clinical social worker by training, and I am also an ICF certified coach. I have been a social worker for, oh my gosh, almost 17 years now. And I started coaching four years ago. So the bulk of my career was spent as a psychotherapist, and my husband was in the military. He was in the Air Force. So I found social work and therapy to actually be quite a portable career. Once I managed to navigate all of the state licensure issues and all of that, I found that wherever I went, there was a need for mental health services. And so I was able to have a really broad and diverse career experience. I worked in hospitals. I worked in inpatient psychiatric units, outpatient psychiatric units. I worked for the Department of Veterans Affairs and for the Air Force. And it was my during my time with the VA, actually, that I was introduced to acceptance and commitment therapy. 
therapy or ACT as a modality and not just as a therapeutic modality. I mean, yes, it was something I was using with my clients, but it really changed my life and the way I viewed the world and the way I related to myself and my family and friends. It just was one of those moments in my life that when I completed my six-month traineeship, everything was different after that. And so I continued in my therapy career until 2015 when my husband and I decided that he wanted to get out of the Air Force and he was ready to return to civilian life. We had been stationed in Germany for four years with our two sons. And uh, when we moved back to the States in 2015, they were eight and six. So they had spent most of their childhood growing up in Europe. And so when we moved back, I decided to press pause on my career and really focus on helping my family make the transition. Mm. My husband bought a dental practice. He's a periodontist by training. And so I knew that between going from military to civilian life, employee to business owner, and then trying to introduce two young children to America, there was going to be a lot going on. So I pressed pause. I made that my full-time job. And that was great for about nine months. And after about nine months, I really started to get the itch to return to work. I missed that professional piece of my life. Um, but I also knew on some level that I was being called to do something different than traditional mental health. I'd had a wonderful career and I loved working with my clients, but I was ready for a shift. And while all of this was going on, my husband bought a dental practice and he was learning how to be both a clinician and a business owner. And that's a really tough thing to do because when you go to school for a particular profession, whether it's dentistry or medicine or social work or therapy, they teach you how to be that profession, but they don't necessarily teach you how to run a business. And so dental school didn't prepare him. The Air Force didn't prepare him. And so now it's a lot of on-the-job training. Mm -hmm. And what I was noticing with him, there was this really unique tension between being an extraordinary clinician, because he is so good at what he does, but feeling like a novice in the business world. And so when, you ha when you're trying to hold both of those realities, it feels really uncomfortable. And it can lead to a lot of stress and a lot of uncertainty and a lot of self-doubt. And so I was bearing witness to this as his wife, but I was also bearing witness to it as a clinician. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, these mindset issues, I've seen this before in a different context. I've seen this with my therapy clients. And I'm willing to bet there are more people out there like my husband who are dealing with the mindset issues around their business as well. And what would it look like if I could somehow transfer my skills from the therapy world into small business and entrepreneurship? And as I started to explore that, that's what led me into coaching. And so I completed a coach training program. I got certified. I started my coaching business. And the more work I did with healthcare professionals and therapists, the more people started asking me, how did you become a coach? And what is this like? And how do you do coaching? And then my business morphed into helping other healthcare professionals, helpers, healers, and intuitive types transition into coaching. And so now Coach with Clarity is my business where I'm able to provide private coaching, but I also provide coach training as well. And it's all anchored in the core principles of meaning, mindset, and mindfulness, which is very consistent with acceptance and commitment therapy. So in many ways, I feel like I've come full circle and I've really come home 
in my business. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so amazing that you're doing that because like you said, trying to juggle, like learning how to be a business owner, which is very broad and vague and stressful and awesome, but scary and terrifying all at the same time Mm -hmm. with actually doing what you do, like, you know, being a clinician or anything like any entrepreneur like that, that's so hard sometimes to be able to get those together and congruent and feel good about it, you know? That's exactly right. And, and that's why it just felt like such a natural next step to transition from therapy to coaching, because I really was able to take a lot of the knowledge and skills that I had developed as a therapist and bring them into the coaching profession. They are two separate professions. There is some overlap. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really enjoy exploring with um, my Coach with Clarity members and, and my clients. And it's so, it's, Nothing brings me greater joy than to witness people really step into their power, step into their businesses, and feel so centered and aligned with the work they're doing and how they're showing up in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet that's just amazing. And I think, too, you know, a lot of, so I help a lot of business owners with their marketing, and some of them, you know, have had their businesses passed down from like their family or they get into Mm -hmm. it for whatever reason. And I think we forget that really important step that you said about mindset and meaning. And I forgot the other M, but mindfulness. How, <laughs> how much that really, uh, how important that really is in our business. Cause we just jump in and we're trying to do all these things and we overlook something that is foundational. You're exactly right. And it, and it is so easy to do because yeah. running a business takes a lot, yeah. right? There's, there's a lot of balls to juggle and it is easy to get caught up in the minutia and forget the big picture, forget why we are doing this in the first place. So yes, you are exactly right. Awesome. So kind of leading into like my next question, like we, there's lots of balls and you have a family and you know, you have your business, your husband has a business. Like, do you have any tips on like how to balance work and life? Well, for me, it really comes down to being clear about what matters most to you. And when I talk about values work, or when I talk about meaning as one of the three M's in your business, that's what I'm talking about. It's about knowing what you stand for. It's about knowing what really matters to you. And then it's ensuring that the actions that you're taking in your business or in your life are aligned with those values. And I think where work-life balance comes into play is that sometimes, those values compete or even clash with with each other. So it's not uncommon for entrepreneurs to value family and value ambition or value family and value service to others. And sometimes those values can clash when it comes to how do I show up and serve and support my clients versus how do I be present for my family? And so sometimes if we frame it not as something to be avoided, but simply this is what happens when we have multiple values. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do compete with each other. Then we can kind of take a step back and say, okay, both of these are important to me. What is calling me now? Like, where does my attention need to be right in this moment? And how can I give that my full attention? And then how do I transition over to this other area? Because sometimes the the tension I see from work-life balance is feeling like we have to do all the things at one time and show up perfectly at all moments. And Mm -hmm. I think the minute we give ourselves permission to say, you know, 
I'm going to do the best I can and I'm, I'm going to divide my time as best I can and trust in the long run, like it's all going to even out. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a pretty compassionate stance to take with ourselves as well. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I know for myself, you know, like when I had just like first started, you know, I was a lot more rigid and was, you know, I'd get down on myself about like not being at certain places or like to do things with my kids or like missing mm-hmm. something from a client. Um, and it, it's just so easy, I think, to like criticize ourselves. But like, as I've come to, like, you know, along in my business and just, you know, trying to like make different habits to where I am able to do more of both better. And, but like, still, like you said, just giving ourselves like a little bit of like grace and just being like, you know, we're not Wonder yes. Woman, like we're not superheroes. <laughs> like there's only so much time and only so much bandwidth that we have. It's true. It's true. And I, I think especially those of us who are high achieving, who have a big vision that we want to bring into the world, we feel so strongly about devoting ourselves to that. Like it's, it's not just a job. It's not just a business. I mean, mm-hmm. this is really like who we are and what we stand for. And so it feels incredibly important, which there's beauty in that. But the shadow side is that if we're not careful, it can set us up to feel like we're not doing enough or we're not being enough, um, especially if we link our identity with the work that we put out. You know, if we define ourselves only by our output, then we're really limiting our truth. So I think at the end of the day, it comes down to knowing your values, knowing what matters most to you knowing what actions you want to take to be in alignment with that, but also treating yourself with some compassion, some love, some grace, and understanding that we don't have to do it all today and that we have the gift of time and that things are going to unfold as they need to. And so if we can have a little trust in the process, that goes a long way too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, right now I'm reading The Year of Yes. Have you ever read that from Shonda? Oh, Shonda Rhimes. Yes. 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 Oh, I love it. And I'm on that part, like the chapter was like, say yes to play or something mm-hmm. where her daughters and like, I don't know. I just loved how she explained, like, if you see me killing it and at these award shows and all the stuff, that means I'm not doing stuff at home, but vice versa. Like when I'm at home and doing like Halloween costumes for my kids, I'm slacking off at work. And she was like, I've just realized that, you know, sometimes it's not always going to be like that, but just to say yes when I can and to like, you know, keep going for the most part. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I also love the idea of bringing a sense of play into the work we do, right? If we can find the joy, then that just, it just brings a sense of ease and flow that I crave in my business and in my life. Yeah, totally. I agree. I know I've like circled all that and like made some notes because you're right. Like, I mean, and I do, I love my job. Like I think all of us do. We love what we do, but I don't know. There's still like, we could, I think we could probably always be a little more childlike than we are, you know? Yes. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Awesome. Um, so do you use any like at like automation or apps or anything in your business that you just absolutely love? Oh, yes. Yes. There are several platforms that I use that if I didn't have them, I, I would be lost. Um, so within my business, I, I do have private coaching clients that I work with, but then I also run a membership. And so there's two systems that I use that really support my work. Uh, for my private coaching clients, I love Dubsado. It is just my one-stop shop 
for all my client management tools. So whether it's contracts or invoices or forms or notes, it's so great to have everything there. It's also something that I use for my podcast. Um, I am the host of the Coach with Clarity podcast. And so when I'm having guests on my show, I can send podcast release forms. I can send information about the show all through Dubsado. So Dubsado has been a really helpful tool, um, particularly with my one-on-one work. And then for the membership, I run everything through Member Vault. And I cannot say enough wonderful things about Member Vault. I swear I'm not a paid affiliate for them or anything, but <laughs> they, they are just a phenomenal team over there. The founders, Mike and Aaron Kelly, are really committed to their people and to their community. And they have such a strong product that they can stand behind. So everything about my membership is housed through Member Vault. So all of the content and uh, it's just such a great, easy system for my members to use. So thank goodness for Member Vault because their, their programs just make my membership thrive. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I've heard of Member Vault. Um, I don't have any experience with it. And Dub Sato has been recommended on this podcast so many times. Like, it seems like just such a awesome... reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, what, tell us about your membership, like, and what you offer and things like that. So if anybody listening is interested. Oh, well, thanks. So I run the Coach with Clarity membership. And I like to think of it as an aligned approach to the art and business of coaching. So if you are a coach who is looking to both grow your business, but also refine your skills as a powerful coach, that's what the membership focuses on. So we have hot seat coaching calls, Q&A. Every month I have a new guest expert come in and provide a training for the members. We have co-working sessions and it's structured so that we are talking about coaching skills and it's grounded in the International Coaching Federation core competencies. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at developing powerful coaches and we're marrying that with solid business fundamentals to help you grow and scale your coaching practice as well. And it is accredited by the International Coaching Federation as a continuing coach education program. So it's just a really fantastic community too. And I think, yes, there's content and there's meetings and there's templates and guides and toolkits and all that kind of great stuff. But what really sets it apart, I think, is the community. Mm-hmm. I love each and every member who is in there. They're doing such phenomenal work in the world. And that's really too what separates it from other continuing education programs. I think a lot of times we'll sign up for a webinar or we'll sign up for a course and the information is valuable, but when you've got the community to support you in implementing it, that's even better. And so um, it's really the members that make the membership special. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, and you know, being like entrepreneurs or solo entrepreneurs, things like that, coaches, like, it can get lonely. So like having people that are there to support you and, you know, bouncing ideas off of and things like that, like that just makes it priceless. That's so true. I mean, one of the things I love about my work and about being a coach is that I can do it from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And especially these last few months when we have been under home orders, thank goodness that I've been able to essentially continue my business as is. Mm -hmm. But when I'm literally, I've had to kind of set up shop in my bedroom because it's the only room where I can close the door and have some quiet (laughs) during the day. It's just me and my laptop. And you're right, it can feel kind of isolating. So to have opportunities where you can connect with other coaches, other entrepreneurs, other people, um, oh my gosh, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, totally. What's the website? I can put it in the um, show notes. So anybody that is interested in, yeah. 
Yeah, you can head to coachwithclarity.com and you can click on the membership tab or go to coachwithclarity.com slash membership. You'll find all sorts of information there. Awesome. Okay. Now, this next question is my favorite. Um, (laughs) What is your most effective or favorite way to market your business? Oh, I love this question so much because this has been a journey for me, but what has worked most successfully for Coach With Clarity has been my involvement in Facebook groups, both others and my own. So when I started my business four years ago and I realized that because of my background in therapy, I was naturally attracting a lot of therapists. I made the decision to engage in Facebook groups that were designed especially for therapists. And I would, I spent a lot of time in them just kind of reading and listening and learning. And then anytime a question came up about coaching, I was there with Mm -hmm. an answer, with some information. And I found that the more generous I was with knowledge, the more connections I made. And then before I knew it, people were asking questions about coaching and I was being tagged to provide an answer, whether by a community member or by the admin. And then I was able to develop relationships with the admins or the moderators for the group because they saw me as someone who was actively contributing. And I think that's the big difference. It's, it's, there's a saying, be a fountain, not a drain. So I think the more information you can share generously, the more goodwill you build, but then in turn, you also build your visibility and your credibility. And that allowed me to do podcast interviews with some of the group admins. I was doing workshops live in their groups and it fostered some real connections. So then at some point I decided, you know, I think it might be time for me to start my own group. I was able to do that and I was able to use the connections and and the networks that I had built. And then once I had my own group, wow, that was a whole nother learning experience to <laughs> learn, which I'm sure you know too, being a being an admin for your group mm-hmm. about building engagement and building community and creating a place where people feel safe to ask questions and to learn from each other. And then after a few months of really building that community, when I had a group coaching program or a membership or another paid offering to, to provide, people were interested because they had already been so powerfully served through a free Facebook group. So I think that if people engage in Facebook groups intentionally and if they show up with a generous spirit, that can be such a powerful marketing strategy and it really has been for me. Yeah, no, I love that. I totally agree. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think people kind of forget that Facebook groups are even there or like LinkedIn as well, you know, and during like these last few months when we've all been at home, like I've told a lot of business owners and like, you know, networking in real life is great too, but we can't do that right now. So like, you know, find groups that have people, you know, that you can help. Like people are searching for, you know, problem, like answers to their problems and how they can do things better. So networking and like you said, intentionally and actually sharing, you know, that's such a great way to build your business. It has been for me. And and I think you're right. I think sometimes we we forget that like there are millions of people every day looking for support and looking for answers online. And so if we can show up and fill that void and not in a spammy way, not like, oh, go to my website to learn more. No, just show up and share. Right. And no links, no expectation. 
people will find you. They will start to remember you and they will remember you for your wisdom and your generosity. And that goodwill that you build is, is huge. And so I know sometimes it might feel a little weird to be like, so wait, I'm just supposed to show up and tell everyone everything I know and without expectation. Yes. Trust me. I know it, it feels a little counterintuitive, but it's such an integral part of building relationships because at the end of the day, that's what marketing is. Marketing is building a relationship with someone and it's finding a way for them to identify themselves as someone who wants to be in your world and in your community. And really, I believe the best way to do that is through being of service. Yeah, no, I agree. And I remember, um, do you follow Gary Vaynerchuk at all? I do. I do. Yeah. And so he would talk about, you know, in his early days before he made it huge, you know, he was like, I would spend seven, eight hours a day on various social media platforms, just sharing, like you said, like if any, and this was when his wine library days, anybody like had questions about wine or was looking about information for wine, or I'd send people wine. Like he, all he did like in a full-time capacity was concentrated on making those relationships. And then now, you know, look at his brand, like he doesn't have to do it anymore because everybody's flocking to him, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what a, that's a great example. Um, yeah, I love him. <laughs> He's so awesome. <laughs> okay. Yay. I love that. I love that you touched on that because um, that, I think that's the first answer that's come through like that with Facebook groups. So, and I like, again, I just, I'll, I think people forget how important they can be. So yeah. Yes. And I mean, it is, it is important too, to know where your ideal client is, yes. right? And, and I was lucky. My ideal client they're in Facebook groups. And so I was able to kind of leverage that platform to connect with them. And if your ideal client is not on Facebook, then Facebook groups might not be the place right. for you. And so yeah. you're right. Go to LinkedIn, look at Instagram hashtag. Like there's mm -hmm. other ways to do that. But wherever your ideal client is, that's where you need to be. Yes. Uh, 100%. I love that. <laughs> um, okay. So what do you do to like get out of your comfort zone, you know, to help your business grow? And like, do you have any tips for other business owners on how they can get out of their comfort zone? Well, I think first it's important to remember that when we feel a little anxious or a little uncomfortable because we're stepping outside of our comfort zones, that's a normal reaction. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. And this is where the mindset piece, that second M in the three M's, meaning mindset and mindfulness, really comes in because our brains are hardwired to keep us safe. And that's why as humans, we have evolved and our species still exists because our minds have done a great job of helping us evaluate our environment, determine what's a threat and what feels unsafe and to respond accordingly. But I think over time, our reptilian brain hasn't really caught up so that when we feel like that fear, that flutter that comes from standing in front of a group of people and giving a speech or doing a podcast interview or anything like that, our mind interprets that as a threat. And so then we have that anxious feeling and we think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing it. When really all it is, is our mind responding to the fact that we are putting ourselves out there. We are making ourselves vulnerable. Anytime we kind of take a stand for something or we get clear about our message and we start sharing it with people, the truth is we put ourselves in a position where we could be, you know, ridiculed or judged or shot down and that feels unsafe. Mm -hmm. And yet, if it's something that really matters to you, if this is important to you, then you can make the conscious decision to feel that anxiety and do it anyway. 
because it is in line with your values and it is so important. So for me, whenever that feeling of anxiety or imposter syndrome comes up, I remind myself that it's this is simply my mind doing what it thinks it's supposed to do. And I can thank it for that, right? For showing up and doing mm-hmm. the hard work. But then I can release my mind from that duty because I don't necessarily need to be safe right now. What I need right now is to be bold, is to put myself out there. And so just having that little kind of mini mindset shift really allows me then to step up, not necessarily to get rid of the anxiety, but to do it with it. You know, mm-hmm. like let it come along for the ride, but don't let it stop you. That, that's really been what's, what's helped me and, and what I, I think has helped a lot of my clients too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love like just recognizing it, like that it's there, you know, because I, yeah, when I, oh my God, when I first started the podcast, well, I didn't even start it for like two years. Cause I was so scared. And then like the first five, I almost canceled even like with all the champagne, like, cause it's just so out of my comfort zone. And yeah, I did keep going, but I, it would have been easier if I hadn't been in my own head, if I would have just recognized it, you know what I mean? And so I love that tip. So I just wrote down my notes, like because I do, I tend to get anxious with public speaking and podcasts and live videos, you know, things like that. But just to be able to like recognize it, like, no, like, oh, hey, you're here. Okay, let's keep going. I totally feel that. And, you know, I waited for years before I launched my first podcast because of that same anxiety and the fear of being judged and what people think of me. And, and then it was, who am I to do this? Who am I right. to put myself out as an expert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is, there are people out there that need to hear your message from you. There's going to be something about not just what you say, but how you say it and how you connect with people that's going to hit them, that's going to resonate with them in a way that it never has before. And when I think about that, and when I think about the people out there who are waiting to hear that message from me, then I'm even more compelled to step up and do it because then the spotlight's not on me. Mm-hmm. It's on them. It's on the people that I'm called to serve. And that helps me a lot too, is to kind of take the emphasis off of me, you know, kind of check the ego and put that right. aside and really place the spotlight where it belongs, which is on the people I really want to show up and serve. Oh, I love that. Like, that's just, yeah, that is perfect. Um, <laughs> being able to look at it in that way, you know, it just like takes the pressure off a little bit or a exactly. lot really. Yeah. Yeah. And keep in mind too, that we're human. So we're really caught up in our own inner worlds. And a lot of times, like if I get nervous before I go on stage to give a speech or do a podcast interview, like I have to remind myself that I am way more interested in me than anyone else is. Right. (laughs) Because they're They're going to be on their phones. Right. (laughs) And, and I I could laugh about that, but it's true, right? Like all of the fears I have, that's because like I'm stuck in my own head and every other person out there is stuck in their own head too. So the things that feel huge to me in the grand scheme of things probably aren't. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Those are great, great tips. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, Awesome. We're down to your favorites. Um, What's your favorite book? Yeah. So I have been thinking about this because I've got a long list of favorite books, but when I think about the one book that I come back to over and over again, the book that I will pick up every few years and reread, it's a book called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. Mm. So Anne, Anne Lamott is a prolific writer and this is her book on writing, but the wisdom that she shares in this book is not limited to writing. It's really a book about life. 
And the stories that she tells and the lessons that she shares are just so beautiful. So I highly recommend Bird by Bird. That's that's probably my number one book. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. I've never heard of it. So I'm going to check it out. Oh, so good. So good. Yay. Awesome. Um, what's your favorite drink? Well, I have to be honest with you. It might now be this Gruet sparkling wine because <laughs> this is fabulous. Yay! <laughs> um, when I, I would say... I'm, I've been super into um, sparkling water, and I wasn't until we moved to Europe. And and sparkling water is just everywhere in Europe. So into Lacroix, and their hibiscus flavor is just phenomenal. Ooh. So um, yeah. So as far as non-alcoholic drinks go, I would say the hibiscus flavored Lacroix is number one. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely a wine girl. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll take a good Chardonnay or a good Cabernet any day. And and now this Gruet sparkling wine, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Hmm, I love, like, honestly, if I need to escape, if I just need to kind of turn off the world and unwind, there's, to me, there's nothing like a good Netflix binge. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I love getting lost in a really good show where I can feel immersed by the characters and the story, and I feel like I'm living it with them. To me, that's just, I just, I love that feeling. Yeah, well, it's great. And we kind of like, you know, you get to be in their story and kind of like, you know, our brain kind of gets to rest with all the stuff that we have juggling up there. You know what I mean? Exactly. I feel that way too when I'm in the middle of a good book. And and actually sometimes when I end a good book or when a, a series finishes that I absolutely love, like I get kind of sad. You know, it's like, oh, I can't believe this is over already because I have been able to to just kind of lose myself in that story. Yes, I totally agree. Like whenever I come to like the ends, like I always get a little sad, like, oh, I knew them. Like, where did they go? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like a friendship kind of coming to an end. Yeah, totally. Um, So what is your favorite thing? Well, you just said Netflix, but do you have anything particular that's your favorite to watch? Yeah. So I have to say lately, I I really love quirky comedies, you know, so things like The Good Place or Parks and Rec or The Office. I I love quirky, clever, offbeat comedies. Uh, Community is another one. But I think my very favorite one uh, of late has been Schitt's Creek. And I cannot recommend that that show highly enough. It is charming. It has heart. It is laugh out loud funny. And they just wrapped up their sixth and final season in April. So that's definitely a show that you can binge and watch from beginning to end. And it is just the sweetest, funniest little show. Um, I know seasons one through five are on Netflix. And season six is definitely on Hulu Live. And I'm sure season six will come to Netflix soon. Oh, good to know. Yes, I have watched one through five. Um, I've heard about it. I never really, you know, watched it. And my husband, like, binged the whole thing. He stays up later than me and knits. That's, like, his way to relax. And um, he was like, you've got to check out this show. And I was like, ah, because I've been, like, a huge Arrested Development fan. That's always been, like, my favorite. And he's like, you're going to love it. Yes, that's another good one. Yes, yes. Arrested Development is another great one. So, yes, it's very much in that same vein. Very clever, very funny. And with heart. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I came out one morning, my husband was like, I heard you LOL. Like you literally laughed. And it was like something that David had said, like, oh my God, they're hilarious. Like, yes, I just love that family. And then I'm like, I don't know. It's funny. I'm like, I wish Lucille and Moira could meet. Like, how would that go down? You know? Holy cow. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. That would be amazing. 
So yeah, uh, yeah. I had so I haven't watched season six. I did, we have Hulu, so I didn't even realize it was up. Um, so I might have to like uh, bump up our subscription to go watch it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah, just I do for too. Season six, it's yeah. so good. Awesome. Um, okay, last one. Where's your favorite place to go? Um, I imagine you've got some really cool places that you've been since you were in Europe and all that. Like, what's your favorite? Yeah, place? we. I have to say, getting to live in Europe for four years, um, we had a lot of really great travel opportunities. And there's a lot of, you can take the train, there's some low-cost airlines, so it was really easy to travel. Um, And my very favorite place over there, and I can't wait to get back, um, is a a little city called Bruges in Belgium. So it's about 45 minutes away from Brussels, and it's near, it used to be a port city way back like in medieval times. It's since kind of silted in, so it's not on the water anymore. But Bruges is known for their Belgian beer. They're known Mm. for their chocolate. And it's just one of those idyllic cobblestone street cities. And I, it's, I, I get there and I just feel like my soul feels at home. And so if I had to pick one place in the world that was my very favorite, it would be Bruges. Oh, it sounds amazing. Like it just sounds like a picture. And then, I mean, throw in the beer yeah. and chocolate. I mean, hello. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't go wrong with that, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I've never even heard of it either. So I'm gonna have to research it. That sounds so in, like just like a dream. <laughs> yeah. It's just this charming little place. I can't awesome. wait to go back. Yeah. Well, hopefully soon. Uh, you know. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's safe to travel again. Yeah, totally. Well, awesome. Uh, this has been such a fun conversation. Where can everybody find you? Like social media, website, all that good stuff. I know we said your member, but uh, your membership, but just, yeah, all the good stuff. And I'll put all these in the notes as well. Well, thank you. Yes, I would love to continue the conversation. Uh, you can find me at Coach with Clarity pretty much everywhere. So Facebook at Coach with Clarity, Instagram at Coach with Clarity, uh, coachwithclarity.com. That's also the name of my podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find the Coach with Clarity podcast there. The only thing that's different is LinkedIn. That is LC McDonough. You can mm-hmm. find me there. Um, but wherever you are, I am. So let's definitely connect. I would love that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This has been such a great conversation and thanks for just sharing the, you know, different perspectives, which is what I love too. Cause I feel like even just the little tidbits and nuggets that you shared are going to be so helpful for everybody. Like I know that I, I took notes, they're helpful for me. So I feel like everybody else, it'll be great for them too. Well, thank you so much. I have had so much fun. This has been great. And uh, I mean, this really, especially with the wine, I think this might be the most delightful podcast interview I've ever done. So thank you. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, have a great weekend. And thanks for listening listening to this week's Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you're frustrated with your marketing efforts and you're ready to master your marketing and grow your business, I'd love to help you. Head to nb.marketing backslash services to learn more.